Hi, this is Melissa Wood Tepperberg, and this is the Move with Heart podcast. Are you ready? <laughs> Just breathe it all in. I want to talk. I can't lie. <laughs> I was like, it's going to be short, sweet, and very spicy. And we're going to get right into it because apparently some of you think I talk too much. <laughs> One thing I love most about having a podcast is the opportunity to sit down with empowering bosses in the space. Katarina Snyder is the founder and CEO of Ritual. This is a health company that has been setting a new standard in the supplement industry for years. They use traceable science and traceable sourcing. I discovered Ritual when I was pregnant. I could barely take anything because everything made me sick. I had really rough pregnancies and Ritual was the one prenatal that just really agreed with me and it's truly how I fell in love with this brand. But let me just get back to Kat because this woman and her team has really just pioneered a new standard of high quality products that are backed by science and they are the first traceable supply chain of its kind. Ritual has more than a million customers, you guys. I mean, like that in itself is just astounding. And it has the top selling online prenatal vitamin. We are talking a nine figure business, but even more importantly, than that, the energy and transparency that Kat and her team and Ritual brings to everything that they do is just so admirable. And I respect her so much. I learned so much from her in this episode. And we go there on a deep dive of beauty products, things that you want to look out for. And all of the things to just really be more mindful about what you're putting in your body, how to tap into better health and better ingredients in your life. Whenever I'm having a conversation with someone, I don't even like to think about these as interviews, even though it might feel, of course, it's perceived that way, but it just brings a different air to the table when you're like, we're going to have a conversation about all of these incredible mm. things. And it just, it takes on a shape of its own, yeah. which is why I'm so excited to be sitting down <laughs> with you, Kat. First of all, you are a boss. You're such a boss, but you're like, so you just have this energy that's very comfortable in your own skin with who you are. And there's like this calm grace just with this underlying, like, I'm a boss energy. Mm. And I just, I love it. I feel like exactly the same about you. You do? Yeah. It's like, I just feel like you're very comfortable in who you are, who you've become and who you're becoming, but you're also like a huge boss as well. So maybe there's, I don't know, maybe there's similarities in how, we, how we've gotten there. I mean, listening to your story, it feels like we've definitely gone through the waves of feeling so insecure and anything but what you just described. I know. For myself, I feel like the majority of my life I was insecure and did not know who I was. So it's 
just amazing to really share and to show and empower women that you can step into your power at any point in your life. Yeah, definitely. And be proud of everything that you've achieved. I think feeling proud is often stigmatized, but Mm -hmm. it feels like men are more comfortable sharing things that have gone well. And I don't know, I I feel more comfortable and proud of what I've built, the family that I have, who I am more than ever. And and I'm not ashamed of it. I feel like there are certain points in your life, you're ashamed of those things. And I just think it's so important to show other people that, hey, you can build a company, you can have a family, you can be happy. There's ups and downs, but you can be happy in everything that you're doing. And it all kind of ladders up to what you're meant to be doing. A hundred percent. And I think just like really owning that and with no ego attached, just this like really comfortable, calm confidence that comes over you when you really recognize like who you are. And I think when I think of you and your story that I cannot wait to dive really deep on, it's like you show the power of possibilities when you take a step back and it also just goes to show it like doesn't matter where you came from Mm. and the background that you had, which stood in my way for so long growing up just with a struggle and feeling as if like that's what defined me. And then getting to a place where even like moving to New York just opens your eyes to like, oh, wait, there's like a whole other world out there. Yeah, definitely. And my story, as you know, I I was a refugee from Ukraine, moved here to New York, where we are right now. Just so exciting. Welcome back. (laughs) It's always good to be back. Freezing Uh, cold for you. (laughs) Freezing. I'm such a softie. But yeah, I moved here at four years old, refugee, $50 in a suitcase. My family lived in a welfare hotel. And my dad eventually became an entrepreneur and followed his dreams. And so I always saw that. I always saw that if you want to do something, if you want to create it, it's up to you, no matter where you come from or what you have. But I always still had this baggage, like I wasn't good enough. Mm -hmm. And then when I was pregnant, I was four months pregnant, when I started Ritual, that baggage went away. And I don't know, it's because I was so passionate about what I was building Mm -hmm. and I felt like that was my purpose. And it was my purpose to really change how people thought about what they put in their bodies every single day, especially women. That not feeling good enough, not being old enough, not Mm -hmm. being a man, you know, all these things that I always questioned about myself went away because I was so aligned with what I needed to do. It was almost like you couldn't stop me. How far along were you in your pregnancy when you were like, wait a second, all of the prenatals, everything out there is just not in line with what I would personally put in my body? I was four months pregnant when I quit my job. And at Lehman Brothers? No. So I was at Lehman Brothers previously. So I was Lehman Brothers until the bank failure, biggest bank failure in history. That wasn't my path. I wasn't meant to be an investment banker. (laughs) Thank God. (laughs) Props to those people that are. I was not good at it. 
You weren't? I wasn't good at it. I didn't enjoy it. The thing that excited me most was building decks and like fixing the images. (laughs) 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 Not the spreadsheets or understanding how companies are merged together. Mm -hmm. Like I was like, wow, this is, (laughs) why is this bringing me so much joy? Right. It's a lot more creative Mm -hmm. than I realized. And then the bank failure, it was the biggest bank failure in history. Mm -hmm. I ended up figuring out what is my path, worked at a startup, and then eventually became the right hand to the CEO of Universal Music, helped bring Spotify to the U.S., worked for Troy Carter, who was Lady Gaga's manager, and ran his investment fund of over 70 companies, everything from Uber, Dropbox, Warby Parker, Spotify, got pregnant. Wow. And Troy was an incredible inspiration to me because when I told him, about my idea to quit and reinvent and reimagine the vitamin industry from the ground up. He said, go for it. I'll be your first investor. Wow. And so it's amazing to have people like that in your life. But that wasn't the case. You know, I'd been an investor. I knew a lot of other investors and no one wanted to give me, other than him, very few people wanted to give me money that I knew for Mm. this business. And I had one investor say, you could either start a business or a family, but you can't do both. That kills me. Was there any point that you felt there was any truth to that? I didn't believe there was truth to that. I used it as fuel and motivation to say, hey, let me prove to him and myself that I can do that. I can have a family. In fact, I have three girls now Mm -hmm. since starting Ritual. It's it's what I want to do. I want to have kids. I want to have a family. And I have this mission because... What I saw with the vitamin industry at the time was atrocious. Mm -hmm. And it was such a black box, especially with prenatals, everything from elevated levels of heavy metals to products that had ingredients with talc to products that were lacking essential nutrients that people needed during that life stage. I was on this like ferocious mission and like, how can people be putting this in their bodies during this time? We need something better. And then eventually I wanted to take on the whole industry And there was like no stopping me. But at the same time, I knew I wanted to have kids and I didn't want to wait. Right. And I think those two things became such a big part of my identity, who I am, what I want to bring to the world Mm -hmm. to show other people like, you know, like you've done it is that you can have both. It's hard. We were just talking about that. It's not easy. No. And, you know, you figure it out because that's what you want to do. And I think it makes you a better leader, makes you a better CEO, makes your business better when you have your almost part of why you're doing is for yourself, but the other part is building a better future right. for your kids. A hundred percent. I mean, I remember before I had kids, Noah was the one actually who was like, I think we should have kids and that like we should have our first child and then get married. And I was like early 30s, was really like dipping my toe into the wellness world didn't fully feel confident in myself or like what I was doing. I didn't have any like certainty. I mean, I guess you could say nothing is certain, but I do think I have built this certainty within knowing who I am and my path now that I most definitely did not have before kids. And I thought to myself, how am I going to have kids before I start a career Once you have kids, you're done. That was Mm -hmm. my mentality. I also think that's what society has taught you in the past. I definitely think there is such a movement away from that mindset. Thank God. But we tried. I got pregnant on the first try and I was like, 
shit. (laughs) (laughs) I actually am not ready. I can't believe this is happening. But then something shifts, Mm -hmm. like something does shift within you. And I feel like a lot of women who have children have shared this, but it's just, you really see life beyond yourself for the first time. And you realize that there is something literally bigger than all of us. And it really broke me down. I mean, I was so sick for both of my pregnancies. And I don't even know if you know this, but Ritual was truly the first, I think it was one of the first brands that I worked with because I was so ill, couldn't take anything. And it was the one vitamin, your prenatal, that didn't make me sick. I never threw it up. And it just like agreed with my system. And then we started working together like shortly after, which was serendipitous. I remember that. (laughs) Because I remember seeing it in the citrus taste, right? Yeah. It was because I'd been pregnant and I was like, wow, I crave citrus. And it turned out a lot of other women did. But it's Mm -hmm. like our experiences influence being pregnant, having kids influence the decisions that we make for our businesses. And you even having, I was just telling you the postpartum and prenatal series on your app changed my life (laughs) because and you know it's like if you didn't have kids that that section in your app probably wouldn't exist or you wouldn't know how to tailor workouts specifically for that life stage for women absolutely I remember this was my last kid you know COVID all the gyms shut down everything I'm sure you saw a surge in Mm -hmm. subscribers because I was one of them (laughs) you know I just got the clearance from the doctor what was it like six weeks postpartum I was on the floor next to my bed doing your (laughs) (laughs) spicy series right and my husband walks in in bike shorts and be like oh I'm the best shape of my life (laughs) (laughs) I <laughs> just did a four-hour bike ride. And you know, you're like, ah. I like, just wanted to kill him. But that's my memory of the <laughs> Alyssa Wood Health app. And, but I do think, and I'm just sharing that story, that I think it, the work that you've done as well, it creates a better product. It improves your business because you've gone through mm. pregnancy, you've gone through postpartum, and you do think about things twice. I think about what ingredients I'm putting mm-hmm. in my products twice. I think about the packaging Ritual has always been a sustainable brand, but having kids has made me think twice about what's our carbon impact? Mm-hmm. What, how do we think about climate change? We set standard to have net zero by 2030, and we we're the first company in our category to list our carbon emissions by product mm-hmm. on our site. And I think about especially at the scale of the business, like what impact are we having on the world because our kids are going to live in it, their kids are going to live in it. And I mean, obviously, like creating products for pregnant people, you don't take that lightly. No, definitely not. Can you walk me through just the process behind steps you've taken, which I admire you so much for, because there's just so much integrity and transparency with the brand, which is why I personally worked with you guys, work with you because... I feel like in this space, and I've heard you talk about this too before, everything's exploding, right? Which there's so many massive pros to that, but there are so many cons that I don't feel people have a real understanding of. And especially in the influencer space, I think 
this is people's jobs and this is how they make money. So it's easy to see a number and just like attach yourself to that. And I'm sure you've noticed just... It's just like an influx of like a lot of stuff everywhere, what to pick and how you have created a brand that people really trust. It's a great question. So as you said, the industry has exploded. It's gone from 4,000 to 95,000 supplements on the shelves in the last 30 years. With that, there's been no major updates Mm -hmm. to regulation. And so consumers... Our customers have to become their own advocates for safety and efficacy. Does this work? Is it going to kill me? Is it going to hurt me? Who knows, right? In a lot of ways, it's become a little bit like the Wild West. And it's the reason why I started the company in the first place. I saw that explosion. I saw people caring more deeply about what they were putting in their bodies and why, but just not knowing how to decipher safety and efficacy. And we saw it in so many categories. We saw, you know, there was a lot of transparency in skincare. There was more transparency Mm -hmm. in cleaning products. And women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why, especially something they're putting in their body every single day for their health. Mm -hmm. And so the way that we think about it at Ritual is around the lens of safety and efficacy. And so we actually set a goal to have human clinical studies on every single one of our products by 2030. It's not a requirement in the industry, but it is a way to prove that the product actually works in Mm -hmm. your body. Right now, the term clinically studied is not a regulated term. So you have companies that are saying their products are clinically studied, but oftentimes the dosage is different than the dosage in the clinical study and the form of the nutrient is different than the form in the clinical study. So it's really hard to decipher. The gold standard is actually having a full human clinical study on the finished product. So that's one way. I say the other way to understand, is this working for me, is really around third-party testing and certifications. And it's really important to, as you know, not just ritual products, but in general to see, hey, is this product not just tested by the company or the manufacturer, but a third-party lab? So what's on the label is actually there. And then the other gold standard is actually having certifications. So our multivitamin from 18 plus, which is our first product, Mm -hmm. actually has USP verification, which is the only federally recognized certification body in the category. Less than 1% of supplement companies have. It's a really intense process to get it. Is it? Yeah. And it's very costly, which is why you don't see that on a lot of quote unquote startups. Mm -hmm. We also received clean label project on every single one of our products. And that's an amazing certification to look for. They test for 200 environmental contaminants and harmful chemicals. So it's a great safety certification. Things like glyphosate, heavy metals, all the things that you would never know are in, in your supplements. Heavy metals, love that conversation. would love to, to <laughs> it's like a we'll personal passion. Yeah. So that's important. The other thing is to think about is how your products actually get in on the efficacy side. I think we often think about the ingredients, ingredient quality, where the ingredients come from. We're like Our omega-3s come from Nova Scotia. Our D3 comes from wild harvested lichen. We have a full traceable supply chain. But the question is like, how are those actually delivered in the body? And so we actually have a patent on our delivery technology on our multivitamin and we're patent pending on several other technologies. And so those are things that consumers just have to think about. Unfortunately, is safety is number one, 
efficacy is number two. And combined, that's like a lot of work for the average person. What we want at Ritual is for the FDA to step up. We want them to have more oversight and not less. And so we've been advocating and pushing Congress in two areas. The first, as I mentioned, is around heavy metals. So there are currently no health protective measures when it comes to heavy metals in the industry. And we've seen recent studies where you have 6,000 plus people in a study and you see that they have elevated levels of heavy metals by over 10%. Or you see a study on prenatal vitamins and over 40% of those prenatal vitamins have elevated levels of heavy metals. And this is something that people are putting in their body every day for their health of themselves and future generations. And that's just not okay. That's wild. Yeah. So that's one area. And the heavy metal conversation is a fascinating one because I don't think that's coming in the space. We've seen it in baby foods mm-hmm. and other categories, but no one's talking about it really that much in supplements, but we're seeing some studies bubble up and you used to be a plant-based eater. I don't know if you yeah. still consider <laughs> I Plant-focused right. is really... Yeah. And you've been plant-based yes. for most of your life? Yeah, maybe yeah. like over 10 years. Okay. But I love your honesty around it because it's, yeah, people end up pigeonholing themselves and it's so hard to, your diet evolves with you. So I was totally. so blown away by your thank honesty you. about everything, really. I mean, thank you. I definitely have gotten a lot of opinions. <laughs> it's interesting when you share something like that, how people have a lot to say about what you're doing for your body. And, you know, I think for me, it's, it really is. It's just like tapping into where I am at this point and just letting go of this idea of something that I loved being for so long that just wasn't fully serving me to the where I am to date. And I know that was one thing because your supplement was vegan too. And I'd love to know just a little bit more about your plant-based journey. And I think through pregnancy too is when things started to really transition for me. Like, did you crave anything else? And how did you just like provide yourself with the right nutrients to feel satisfied? Yeah, that's a good question because like creating vegan products is not easy in this category. I think people realize that even most of the capsules are made from animal products because we're trying to marry efficacy what is the most effective ingredient you're looking at a whole suite of solutions so finding that and layering in that it has to be vegan is really challenging so I'm sure. it was something i kind of put my foot down and since the beginning and i grew up in a very wellnessy <laughs> households we tried all sorts of diets growing up i had a press juicer when i was 12 and follow Norman Walker. (laughs) And now it's like a thing. And I love your juices too. (laughs) But it was something I grew up with. And my mom ended up having cancer. I ended up doing blood type diets when I was 19, just because I followed her along the journey. She's, Mm. she's healthy now. Wow. But it influenced how I thought about the world. And I was the first person in my family to become vegan. And now my parents, I wouldn't call them vegan, they're macrobiotics. Mm -hmm. So they eat fish. But I've been in that world, I think for a long time. And Mm -hmm. it was important to me more, less of a health reason, but more from, I don't even want to call it ethical because I don't want to judge other people. No, it's okay. Environmental too. Environmental. I think environmental and more just, I didn't want to eat something that I couldn't kill. I know. I battle with this still. Like, I mean, I always say, I'm like, there is a 
pretty good chance I could just like shift gears and be completely plant-based again. But what matters to me is that like, I don't need to think about that, you know? Yeah. And I do think about the way my food is prepared and it doesn't sit entirely well with me. You know, I'm just yeah. being honest. Well, it's harder when you're, I don't know if you call it plant forward, but my kids and my husband eat meat. And, they do. And, and yeah, they're that was not my vegan. question. It was almost impossible for me to to make my children props to those people that figured it out. I have one child that just is a carnivore. Same. And I am not going to make her healthier by making her a plant-based eater because her choices, you can't force a five-year-old to eat legumes all the time, you know? She likes pinto beans, but she doesn't like black beans or she doesn't like quinoa. You know, she doesn't like the same foods as I do. And I was almost feeling like I would do a disservice to her health. So it's really, to me, it's a very complicated Mm -hmm. topic. But for the products, it did come from me from more of an environmental Mm -hmm. perspective and also from a traceability perspective. Because when you look at how a lot of these animal-based ingredients are being sourced, it is unethical. Collagen, for instance, there's deforestation. Indigenous people are being displaced. And those are some of the conversations Mm -hmm. that are starting to bubble up. Mm. When you have these ingredients in really concentrated forms, you're actually kind of doing a disservice to the environment and to people's health. That being said, the flip side, I think when you think about heavy metals, you have, and this is an issue with botanicals and supplements, is people think they're doing something healthier by consuming plant-based protein. I'm drinking my plant-based smoothie. (laughs) It's so true. It's like, great. but And you're like, where did you get that from? Yeah, where is is this grown? And, And it's mostly grown overseas where there's even less regulation the heavy metal amounts are so high because what you do is you end up concentrating these ingredients down to powders. And there's no one is really looking at the levels of heavy metals they're consuming in these plant-based botanicals. And as I said, there was a study on over 6,000 people that were consuming botanical supplements and their heavy metal levels were 10% higher. Ooh. So I think it's an interesting conversation. It's actually why we partner with all these suppliers. We know them in and out. Our plant-based protein is grown with peas here in the U.S. So we want to support U.S. farming, regenerative farming. It's like carbon negative, actually. It's amazing. It like sequesters carbon from the soil. I have to try that. I haven't tried that one yet. Oh, it's so good. It's the best. I'm so picky with my protein powders too. Oh yeah, I would love for you to try it. I always say in life, like things are always going to distract you. This is not going to take away from our conversation. No, it, the noises. We talk about it. It's because it's so cold in New York. <laughs> it's freezing. <laughs> I remember why I don't live here. <laughs> but I love that we hear this clicking noise because it's kind of like running a business with children running around or like doing yoga with your kids running around. And some of the best teachers that I've studied with encourage and they studied in India is that there's always kids are always encouraged to be around. Because I think you think that meditation or focus or involves like complete stillness, but it is actually the complete opposite. Trying to focus when you hear a ticking noise (laughs) and a a pipe. No, I love that you're saying that because I always, I try to highlight this because it's just finding this calm amongst the chaos of life. Because like the chaos doesn't just, I mean, sure, you may have like, gentle pauses of it, you know, kind of simmering down, but life is chaotic. And like, 
you have three kids. I have two kids. Like when I wake up in the morning, like this morning I woke up and <laughs> like, <laughs> is it getting loud? Is it competing with me? This morning when I woke up and I was like, ah, oh, like I always just feel like I'm like this peace, this moment to myself. And I'm in the room meditating and then my son comes in and he sits on my lap and I'm like, it's okay, but like you can stay with me. Mom just needs, like, I need this time. And he's like, all right, can you get me the glasses though? Because I had my red light on. And he's like, get me the other pair of glasses. And he's like talking and I'm like, it's fine for you to be in here, but I just need, and I'm like, you know what? This is actually part of my practice. Yeah. This is here to teach us to just be with what is. And sometimes it's just not cute or fun and it's really hard (laughs) and chaotic and challenging. Yeah. It challenges. It takes you to the next level. I think having kids in the picture just like makes you better at what you're doing. And I would hire moms all day long if I could. Mm. Probably get in trouble for saying that. But (laughs) (laughs) But it's true. I mean, it's like a lot of times we have people working at Ritual and then they have kids on their lap. And I'm like, great. Mm. Like, you know how to balance getting stuff done and watching your child and I know you've developed this like layer of focus ruthless prioritization yeah and empathy compassion right it's like, like a mini MBA yeah it's <laughs> true When I was pregnant with Eleanor, I was introduced to Ritual because I was searching high and low for a prenatal that I could actually trust. And Ritual is made with traceable ingredients. So why Ritual? Their multivitamins are vegan, non-GMO, project verified, gluten and major allergen free, and they're made more traceable. This brand is so transparent with their ingredients that first of all, you try it and then you trust it, which is why we keep coming back. This clinically backed multivitamin has nine key nutrients in two delayed release capsules per day. So you take two a day. I take them in the morning after I have breakfast. They are also really gentle on an empty stomach and they have this really nice minty essence. I have tried so many Maltese that ugh, make me gag. The smell, this has none of that. Ritual is a female-founded B Corp, and this means that they hold themselves accountable to not just their company's financial health, but also the health of people and our planet. Visit ritual.com slash move with heart and get 20% off your first month of Ritual that will automatically be applied at checkout. That's ritual.com slash move with heart for 20% off. It's funny because my husband is an entrepreneur. He was an entrepreneur. We both started companies at the same time. And then he went into the nonprofit world. So he has a nonprofit that's helping create more bike lanes and bus lanes and make it better for pedestrians in the city. And so we bike everywhere. As I said, tell us where you bike. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So we bike to LAX from West Hollywood, Hollywood area. How long does that take? It takes about an hour. We try to bike everywhere. And A, it's better for the environment. Mm -hmm. B, you feel better. LA should be a bikeable city. Mm -hmm. It's not. And we bike to LAX with our kids. Anytime we're three kids, 
Well, I use an e-bike to be fair. Okay. But I use gear one, so right. I get a little bit of a workout. A it's assist. so nice to get a workout after you get off the plane. And kids are so much better on a bike than they are in a car. And then we have our trailers on the back. And it's like, now I'm letting the secret out. I don't want the bike parking in LA to be taken. <laughs> but maybe the days when I'm not using it, I highly recommend it. You just keep getting more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> It's amazing. I'm going to go on a deep dive on your Instagram. Yeah. Like, where is the um, footage? I don't think it's on there. I don't see anything. I'll, I'll post something for we you. Need something. Yeah. This has to be documented. Yeah. Because respect, first <laughs> of all. So you're definitely not taking place where you land and it's dark out. Like no, you're no, stu- we do in the dark. Too. What? Yeah. You guys are just... My legit. husband just bought me like a reflecting light on my helmet because no. I, I was bored. I was like, we need a little bit more light. Last time we did it, <laughs> we landed from our holiday trip. And I was like, I just feel like we need more light. It's too dark. So wow. he just got me a reflector for my helmet. This is amazing. <laughs> I am so <laughs> taken with that. Yeah. Okay. Because you're just so immersed in this world and you're so passionate about every single thing that you put in your body, I would love for you just to share some insights in addition that you gave us so much um, in the supplement world. Thank you, because knowledge is power. But when it comes to your beauty products, your home care products, just some things that people could maybe look out for, I feel like this community loves this information and are the type of people who take immediate action on just choosing better products. Yeah. So for me, as I said, I started hyper wellness, like all the stuff that's cool now I did maybe like 15 years ago and I'm over Like what? It, over Tell it. me. I don't know, like chlorophyll or green goddess $25 ice creams I would recreate in my home before Air One blew up. And I love Air One, but I was experimenting with a lot of that stuff, the press juicing, blood type diets, Ayurveda, macrobiotics, just all the things, everything, you know. I think for me, I kind of like overdid it. I remember even... I was recreating the Air One Green Goddess smoothie right before my wedding over eight years ago. And I, I think I put too much spirulina in it and I got poisoned. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was just, I was overdoing it. I was experimenting on my body too much. Mm-hmm. And I think when I got pregnant, what shifted in me was this emphasis on basics. I almost kind of rejected all the experimentation, all the crazy stuff I was doing. A, because... I wanted to use pregnancy-safe products. Right. But B, because I kind of didn't want that anymore. I, I wanted to figure out how do I be the healthiest? How do I drink more water, better water? How do I mm-hmm. move my body more and enjoy it? And how do I have better relationships? How do I eat better? All the things that kind of establish the foundation before reaching for a supplement before saying, Hey, I'm tired. And then realizing that my vitamin D levels were too low, you know? And so I think a lot of times in our culture, we seek a benefit, but we're not actually solving for what's causing issues in our bodies. And so for me, pregnancy realigned that in me. I was like, I want to be the best at the basics. How do I crush the basics? Love. So it's interesting because I would say that my wacky wellness routines 10 years ago would have been a lot more interesting for podcasts. <laughs> you know? No. I'm I've, like, I use all these different green. I have series on the app called Back to Basics. I think it's all about 
bringing it back to basics. Even with my seven-day reset and renew that I created, this is not some overly complex program. This is just a guide to bring you back to like the core of who you are without all the stuff. Like there's just so much stuff Mm -hmm. that is at our fingertips now. It's so confusing, right? And I think to have a really strong foundation is truly what is most essential. So I think just a couple things, if you don't mind sharing, yeah. because I think people will. And I'm happy to tell you, no, like, be all so these, interested. Yeah, like, what basic. deodorant do you use? What yeah. cleaning supply? Just because I think it's hard to find. Yeah. Well, I think when I think about the basics, to me, it's like, okay, water is essential. How do I make sure I'm drinking enough water? What does enough water mean? How do I know it's clean? You know, there's so many kinds of water. And so for me, that's like the foundation, right? It's like making sure that I have a filter under my sink, everything, even the water that I'm cooking with, our water is basically being poisoned these days. Mm -hmm. There are heavy metals in our water. There's chlorine. There's things in your water that you don't want to be even cooking with, drinking, giving to your kids, washing your body in. There's so many things I've been found. So for me, it's like establishing that. I think that's the foundation. Making sure I'm drinking enough water. So high water. <laughs> it's right there in my face. But, you know, oftentimes we'll reach for a cup of coffee because we're tired, but we're actually not getting enough water. Dehydrated. Yeah. So to me, it's always kind of, that's foundation number one. I would say workouts are interesting. And I would say you've really inspired me. I think having those shorter workouts and making it something that is almost like meditative and Mm -hmm. something I enjoy. I went from being somebody who worked out maybe once a week and that was a chore to someone. I literally have to work out every single day now or I don't feel like my complete self. Yeah. Right. Totally. Because you just feel like you realize, I mean, at least for myself, I'm like, wow, I just am so much better (laughs) when I move to everyone else and to myself. I'm a nicer human, but it is that shift where you go from what do I look like after I work out to how do I feel? And does this make me happy? Mm. And that shift was so huge for me. And it started with your app. And I, yeah, and I think it's amazing because it's, how do you elevate a routine to a habit, to a ritual? And and I never thought that working out could have been a ritual for me. Mm. I'm sure you hear that a lot. No, you just worded that so beautifully. It's true. I think that is probably the one thing I'm so passionate about is just really sharing that this doesn't have to be this like torturous chore that you hate, that your body hates, and that creates more anxiety in your mind. We don't have to. We don't have to move in that way anymore. And I go to town when people are like, Pilates isn't enough. I'm like, oh God, here we go. Let me <laughs> let me get ready With for this. Your spicy workout it is. I'm just like, <laughs> have you tried it? Yeah, it's so <laughs> hard. real confused because you're still strengthening the muscles. You're just moving in a different way, but you're still using weight, even if you're using your own body weight. So it's just, it always makes me so happy to hear that it has become this for someone who believed the complete opposite like I used to. It's like, how do you crush your body to feel horrible to then build your muscles back up? And you can't sustain something that you don't look forward to every single day. And then it's not worth it. It's the same with supplements. Oh, that's good. And I would say, what else for me? So hydration, I would say sleep 
it's hard to obviously control your sleep when you have small children because you have no control over it. But it's like, go to bed early, creating a sleep environment that you also look forward to. That's yours. What pillows are you using? I love my pillow and I love my sheets and I keep my phone away an hour before bed. I'm not looking at it. Mm -hmm. I put an airplane mode overnight so that energetically it's not even there. And I don't check it when I wake up. And we see it's so important. And if you look at your body's cortisol levels, they're highest in the morning. So why are we creating extra stress and not setting ourselves up for the best day that we can. Our brain is just so susceptible to like what we take in and really those like 20 to 30 minutes of waking. I always say I actually had two guests here yesterday and they were like, we need help. We have no wellness. (laughs) And I'm like, if there's a one thing that I would recommend to start with, and I do believe it's really breaking it down to the basics, Mm -hmm. is avoid touching. And I always say avoid. Don't say don't touch your phone because then you're like, I'm going to touch it. (laughs) You're not, I'm going to look. Just avoid it. Yeah. And it's like my mornings are so much more peaceful and sleep is like the most important thing to me. There's also a setting you can put on your iPhone that's the sleep setting and it shuts your phone. You don't get alerts. All of your messages look like they're red. It's kind of a miracle. Oh. Like you're just stressed because it goes away. I mean, I, need I, you to show I me. just turn it on all day because yeah. oh. it looks like everything is red. And oh my gosh, it's such a game changer. I don't know if it's with the recent update, okay, but I it's a look. game changer. We also released a sleep product. And I think there's people that actually have a really hard time falling asleep and staying mm-hmm. asleep. For me, that's occasional. It's not every yep. day. And so Same. we went back and forth on melatonin and then saw that nine out of 10 melatonin products on the market were mislabeled, had over 300% label claim. Various products were impure, had other hormones mixed in with the melatonin. So that's been a really kind of shady part of the supplement industry. But when you look at the science, it actually, melatonin helps people. It's the most effective solution. I love it. Yeah. So we created a new product called BioSeries Melatonin for Sleep. We create our own technology And it helps people fall asleep and stay asleep because it releases melatonin throughout the night. So you're not getting this huge dose that knocks you out. And what we saw, people were like, this has changed my life because I would wake up in the middle of the night wide awake after I'd been knocked out. And so we kind of, for us, it's really important to look at how people's bodies actually work. Mm -hmm. And so that's in the sleep space. That's another skincare, love skincare. But MLS is more kind of girly. And then you look at my, bathroom my my husband's like oh my god do we need another do we need to build a (sighs) shelf here so I would say I'm kind of a liar (laughs) (laughs) oh my god I am such a product like psycho yeah what are instead of brands that you use like what would be like three ingredients Mm -hmm. that you would just flag for people to be aware of and to avoid that are not good for your health in beauty products yeah it's interesting I've well First, I would say that I don't know why it's taken me 20 years to figure out the best beauty routine because it's pretty obvious, but I was like, I didn't even know how to layer my products correctly before. Mm -hmm. So I really think the key is hydration. So making sure your skin is hydrated, a lack of hydration leads to fine lines, wrinkles, not great. And Mm -hmm. obviously drinking water helps, but anything you could apply topically or ingest is important. I think it's important to keep your skin hydrated all the time. So topical hyaluronic acid, I think is a really great ingredient. What matters is the molecular weight. 
And so the other thing is, I don't know if you know, but you can actually eat your hyaluronic acid, not from your skin care, but but in a supplement. So we launched a skincare supplement called Hyacera. It has a lower molecular weight hyaluronic acid and also has glycolipids and phytoceramides that you can ingest that keep your skin hydrated after 90 days and reduce fine lines and wrinkles. We also just completed an amazing human clinical study. I have some things to try after this. Yeah. And it's crazy because I've always applied hyaluronic acid to my skin, but ingesting it is a whole other thing because it's not just penetrating your face where you put it on. Your skin is beautiful. Oh, thanks. So it's yours. Thank you. I don't Do know you the... use Botox? Can I ask you that? Yeah, I've never used... I can tell that you haven't. That's why I Because <laughs> you can see. Because you can no, see. <laughs> no, your skin is so beautiful. Oh, thanks. But I yeah. just like... I felt like you probably don't considering, yeah. you know, what I you're putting no in your ju- body. I have no judgment. I about didn't it. Think and I don't you know, did. I don't want to rule it out forever, right. you know, but I think honestly this and I don't I don't think Hyacera is a replacement for Botox by any means, mm-hmm. but after I started taking I was like I'm good. Like you said I feel confident right. and I think the fine line will become something that's very attractive in the future. Pun intended, yeah. <laughs> or <laughs> like, any like yeah. even just a subtle fine right. line because it's going to be like something Novel. (laughs) Yeah, no, I like my lines. I've always kind of gone back and forth on this too, a little with like, no, I'm not into this. I don't want to do that. And then I'm like, we're going to have a little bit of baby Botox, just like a tiny little bit, but like keep me natural. But I love that you're honest about it. Yes, I have to be. I'm not trying to. Because you have like almost no wrinkles. I do. And I always say, I'm like, I want to keep my natural movement, just some like tiny little tweaks. And it, I don't go the recommended like space in between. I like to really go months without because it gives just the natural, like I want to maintain just feeling like my natural self. But yeah, yeah, I do. I do. I've come back to it, I would say, this past year. I mean, it's great. Whatever makes you feel like your best self, I think that's always like if someone wants to eat meat, it's not me, you know? And I'm like, I just, I always want people to feel they're healthiest. They feel like confident. I think confidence is health in a big way. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I, I'm not there yet. I'm I'm 38, but sometimes I feel like I'm like 25. <laughs> <laughs> and then sometimes I feel like I'm like 65. You know, I think it just depends on whether the children slept at night or not. Oh, oh yeah. I respect so much that you give your kids that freedom with food and letting them kind of lean into what their little bodies, which like my daughter loves meat. And I did, I really raised both of my kids plant-based because I was plant-based. And it was like the second she saw meat for Mm -hmm. the first time, it was like, there was nothing I could. And by the way, it was also such a, it was a lesson for me. It was one of my greatest moments of like having her be my teacher of like, she's her own person. You can't control them. You cannot control them. Yeah. That's the hardest thing I think is kind of letting go. And to that point, we were at the hot bar at Air One, which I don't go to very often, but it is very good food. They had grass-fed steak, right? And my daughter had, I'd never made steak before and she didn't have a word for what it was called. And she goes, I want that red thing. Like, what do you want out of all the things here? She's like, I want the red thing. And it was the bane of my existence, you know? So (laughs) I was eating like lentils for dinner every night. I was like, oh God. (laughs) And And you bought it? She was like five. Yeah, she had, I don't think she had a word for 
steak. I don't know why. I'm sure she'd she, had it else, you know, <laughs> when I wasn't watching somewhere. But I bought it. I bought her like a plate of red meat. That's all she wanted. And I realized that that was her calling. <laughs> Same with my daughter. How do you handle your kids going? Well, first of all, it's like what they're exposed to in school, what their friends are eating at kids' birthday parties, just like knowing what you know and the knowledge that you have. How are you with your kids? Maybe having a cupcake with red food dye or like, no. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I think that's something I'm working on. I would say that I'm not perfect there. It's just, I think I have challenges with that all the time, especially with birthday parties. And I am such a kind of ingredient obsessed person. I know we make all of our own nut milks at home. Mm-hmm. I soak my beans before I cook them. I use a pressure cooker. It tastes better. Yeah. And I, I look at the sourcing for everything that we put in our bodies. And then you go to a birthday party and they're, it's like red dye and blue coloring. And it's really hard to let go. And I would say special occasions are where I've been learning to, to let mm-hmm. go. But the other day, I picked my daughter up from a birthday party and she had a, one of those ring pops. Oh, God, those Her mouth was blue. And I was like, thought I was going to have a meltdown. I mean, it's a lot of work. I'm doing a lot of work yeah. on myself to not Same. have a meltdown. No, I know. It takes real work. I almost think I've gotten, I don't know, to this place where I'm like, I literally grew up eating. I wish that I had better food choices, but you know, we didn't have a lot of money. It was like, we did the best that we could, but like McDonald's, you know, I was eating all the things and I'm like, I've turned it around. Like, I feel like they're going to be okay. And it's helped me just kind of release this really tight grip of letting it upset me. It's been more of like a nervous system Mm -hmm. thing for me where it will just complete me, shifts me into a gear that like, I don't want to be in that state. Yeah. I think they learn from you eventually though, I have to say. My older daughter, she came with me to this birthday party and she didn't eat anything. She ate food, but she didn't eat any desserts. And I was like, why didn't you eat that? She's like, oh, because it has artificial colors in it. Oh, that's and good. And I was like, I want her to be happy and thriving. Yeah. And I think she is. But it, like, but I was like, that's good. You know, that's not a bad thing. Right. I think that small things, making them more aware of their food choices without making them insane is good. I think the younger ones, it just, it's too hard to control and yeah. you just have to let go. But mm-hmm. it's the hardest thing because of everything that we know and how our brains are programmed, especially being in this industry. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm complaining about the heavy metals in our water system. Right. To, to then, <laughs> to seeing artificial colorants and, you know, I, the whole foods, because we go to public school, I have a lot of thoughts on how children are being fed in this country. I grew up on food Same. stamps. Mm-hmm. It's unacceptable and needs to change. I know we're doing our best, but that's I agree. a whole area that I would love to explore in the future. Oh, I hope you do because you're just a trailblazer. And I feel like when you have your mind focus on something, you make it a living, breathing reality, which is just something that I know like is possible. And just to be able to share this with more people is, uh, it gets me like so excited. That's why I love having a podcast because I think just bringing on so many incredible entrepreneurs and bosses, empowering people that are making a difference in the world is just to show that you too out there, whoever is listening can also make an impact in their way. And I think where we started is, you know, I would have never started Ritual had I not been pregnant. I would have never Mm -hmm. experienced pregnancy and saw that how 
wrong it was to not have better prenatal vitamins out there, how wrong the industry was during one of the most vulnerable stages in our Mm -hmm. lives. I think what we need is more of your audience, more people starting businesses because of experiences they've had, not less, and kind of letting go of fear because those are the best businesses when people are passionate about what they're doing and they're going to change industries and kind of go for it all. Because you, even recently at Ritual, we released a choline product, which was something I would have never done had I not given birth three times right. <laughs> because it's so risky. It's like no one knows what choline is and yeah. yet 95% of women aren't getting enough choline. And we partnered with a world leading researcher from Cornell and she ran a study showing the impact that having choline during pregnancy and postpartum had on brain development mm. of kids, processing speeds to adolescence age seven. And It's like you take a risk, you create a new category because I did this because I wish I had this product when I was pregnant. I wish I had this product when I was postpartum because it Mm -hmm. actually impacts future generations. No one would ever do that if they had never had experienced pregnancy. Lived through that experience. I would love to really just end on the fact that you're a mother of three, you're a wife, you are the founder, the CEO of Ritual. Like, how do you manage it all? Like, it's so much running a business. Can we also, like, I always love to say to people, like, go for it, do it, but also be aware (laughs) of what it takes because the (laughs) grit and the grind and just, it's a lot. It's a lot. Some days are harder than others. I don't know if you feel this way, but some days I'm like, Ooh, I'm on top of the world. (laughs) I just took all my kids to school and I did my Pilates and I had my matcha. And I'm like, this is the best day. This is so easy. I got this. I love those days. And then the other days, you know, yesterday, my husband texted me. He's like, our nanny's quitting because you're not there, (laughs) you know, and the world is like falling apart. And I think it's A is like having the best team. I have the best team at home. Mm. I have the best team at work. I've also prioritized parental leave in our company because I know how hard it is to be a new parent. We have yeah. five months of parental leave and mm. four weeks of transitioning time and stipend for childcare because I'm like, being a new parent is effing hard. It's so hard. But I don't think I'd be here today if I didn't have the best team, both at home and at work. And I think people don't talk about it. They're like, I did all this. Yeah, no. Oh, this is mine. I'm a no. founder. Right. Especially like, I think male founders too. But it's hard being a woman. It's hard being a founder. It's hard being a CEO. It's hard being a mom. And I think it is truly who you surround yourself with. I don't know if you agree. Oh, everything. It's all about who you have around you, who supports you, your team. I think your friends, the circles you run in, the content you consume, all of that just plays such a big impact, I think, on like what you're creating and how you're creating it. And it's just amazing what you've done, what you're continuing to do, and you're just paving the way. It's a movement. Uh, Sure. It's definitely a movement. I think everyone deserves to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. And I hope that Ritual can help set that new standard. But I did want to add, besides a great team, one thing that I've been thinking a lot about is just feeling grateful every day. Mm -hmm. Sounds like if you told me this five years ago, I would be like, this is so cheesy. Like, shut up. No, it's true. But the days where I feel immense gratitude for even just the ability to do what I do or even 
being able to have a child, it's really difficult for a lot of people to conceive, for having a family, for even being able to raise money and follow my passions. Like the days where I'm like so grateful are the best days. Best. And like, how do we tap into that gratitude every single day? Because I do think people would be infinitely happier. I always say it's like the moment your feet hit the floor, if you could just take in like one thing, even when you're maybe really going through or having a really hard day and experiencing loss, there's just so much that we face day to day. But to be able to just hold on to like the ounce of one thing can help you move through that day with just a little bit more grace. And I know I'm like knee deep in my gratitude daily because it's, you know, I didn't grow up like this and I know you certainly didn't. So it's really important. I usually end with some rapid fire questions, but I'm feeling very called just to ask you one because (laughs) this podcast is called Move With Heart. What does it mean to you to move with your heart? It means two things. The first is I'm meant to move in a certain direction. Like I'm destined to do this. I'm destined to change the supplement industry, for instance. And I move in doing that with my full heart. I love what I'm doing. I love the people I work with. And I'm exceptionally proud of the work that we've done. I would say, but I did have a second answer. (laughs) (laughs) I think, I mean, it's such a vague question in some ways, but it's also very specific. I think it is establishing rituals. So for me, it's you do something once, you do it twice, you make it into a routine and then you turn it into a habit and then you turn it into a ritual. And a ritual is the ultimate. It's something you actually look forward to doing every single day, like your workouts. (laughs) Thank you. That was like so beautifully put. And I feel like the best way to end you are incredible. Such a boss. Oh, I'm so you. honored. Oh, thank you. You're so to sweet. have you here. Keep going. Yeah. And thank you yeah, so much. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that episode. We have a special offer for our Move With Heart listeners. When you join MWH as a new member, you will receive an entire month that's 30 days for free. And this is in addition to our seven-day free trial. All you have to do is head to melissawoodhelp.com and use code MOVEWITHHEART. At MWH, we believe this practice is not just about building this body you desire. This work is about building a better, stronger relationship with yourself. And that is why we offer everything from movement, meditation, and nutrition to help you not only look, but most importantly, feel your best. Follow me on Instagram at Melissa Wood Tepperberg and MWH at Melissa Wood Health. Tune in for an all new episode next week. And I cannot wait to see you all on the mat. <laughs>